Hello and welcome to another podcast from BNP Paribas Wealth Management. I am Edmund Shing, Global Chief Investment Officer of BNP Paribas Wealth Management. In this short podcast today, I wanted to address a topic that we don't talk much about, which are clients frequently ask questions. Today, we are undergoing a period of pretty much extreme volatility in financial markets. There is the threat of recession in the US. We are probably already in recession in Europe. And there are question marks about the economic outlook in China. Overall, then, a very uncertain financial market and economic environment for our clients. Not surprisingly, they have lots of questions for us. And we've selected the four questions that have popped up the most often over the last few days and weeks. So without any further ado, let's go through the questions and our answers. So let's start with question one. Do we expect a recession in Europe? If so, how long and how deep will it be? Clearly, if we look at Europe, it's facing a bigger shock, economically speaking, than the US, largely due to the current energy crisis, the very high natural gas and electricity prices. As a result of that, we are, in fact, expecting a recession, i.e. negative growth, over the third and fourth quarters of 2022 this year. And even the first quarter next year will be close to zero in terms of growth. So there will be two or three quarters where we will be in what we consider to be a modest recession. But let's not be too pessimistic. If you look at leading economic indicators today, such as the German IFO survey, they probably overstate how bad things are at the moment. For instance, yes, energy prices are high in Europe, and that does hurt economic growth. But energy prices, natural gas and electricity prices are actually trending down in Europe, and even more so in countries such as the UK. So it actually may be the fact, we think, that the moment of peak pain for energy prices in Europe is now, and that actually from now on, things can actually improve as we go into winter. In which case, the hit to growth in Europe should not be as dramatic as markets are pricing at the moment. If you look at bond, credit and stock markets, they're all pricing a very negative outcome. It could well not be as bad as that. That's really what we think. Question two, have we or will we soon see the peak in inflation rates in the US and Europe? Well, look, inflation is pretty much everywhere except maybe in China and Japan, but it's pretty much everywhere else in the world. Now, if we take the US, we do think that although inflation rates are very high at the moment, they are already on the way down. Why do we say that? Well, because we see weakness appearing in the housing market. We see it in goods prices such as used cars. We see it in the price of logistics, i.e. the cost of transporting goods across America. And we start to see it in a number of other areas as well, such as the cost of renting cars, the cost of going on holiday. All of these are actually falling. Food prices, indeed, are also falling. So if we take this group of components of inflation in the US, they do seem to be on the way down. And so, yes, the starting point is a very high rate of inflation, but we do expect inflation to continue to trend lower and maybe to accelerate to the downside in the US over the next few months. Now, if we look to Europe, we would argue that the peak in inflation has not yet been seen, but will be seen very, very soon. And this is due to the fact that we think we have already seen the peak in electricity and natural gas prices. Note as well that other energy prices, such as the cost of diesel in Europe, are already falling. 
again, demand is weakening and therefore goods prices are also starting to weaken as well, just as in the US. So we do expect to see European inflation rates trending substantially lower over the coming year. How quickly they come down will depend on how quickly energy prices come down, because in Europe, energy prices directly and indirectly are accounting for something like 80% of all of the inflation that we're seeing today. Question three, what conditions do we need for a more positive view on stocks? Today, let's start out by saying that we are neutral at the moment. What do we need to shift to a positive stance? Well, we think we need a change in trend in three separate indicators. Firstly, US inflation. We want to see that definitely going lower. Secondly, financial conditions, which have got a lot tighter, which is bad for the economy. We would like to see them starting to loosen a bit. And thirdly, long-term real bond yields. These have been going higher. We would like these to start trending lower. So if we see lower US inflation, looser financial conditions, and lower long-term real yields, that will give us the confidence to turn positive on stocks globally. So that is really where we are today. We should note, however, that there is already very widespread pessimism over stocks because of the threat of recession and the impact, therefore, on earnings. That is already being heavily priced by the market, particularly in Europe, but even to some degree in the US as well. Fund flows have been very negative. So people have been selling stocks quite consistently, particularly institutional investors have been selling their exposure to stocks and raising levels of cash, again, highlighting this pessimism. Usually from periods of pessimism, you see strong future long-term stock market returns. And I think that is close or maybe where we are at today already. So I think we are close to seeing the conditions for a turn. Maybe we will actually be able to change our view based on these three indicators that I mentioned before very soon. And fourthly and finally, gold in US dollars has had a tough time since March of this year. Do we still remain optimistic to see a rebound in the gold price? It is true. If you're a dollar investor, gold has indeed had a tumultuous year after rallying close to a record in March after Russia invaded Ukraine. But since then, in dollar terms, it has slumped. The dollar has been strong. Gold has been relatively weak. However, if we look over 2022 year to date, in any other currency, gold is still up today. So whether you look in euros, Japanese yen, Chinese renminbi or Great Britain pounds, in each of these currencies, gold is basically flat to higher for the year so far. So it really has been a story of US dollar strength as opposed to heavy gold weakness. We still expect gold to rebound. The two drivers we expect to see are lower long-term real yields like for stocks. This would also be very good for gold. And secondly, a bit of an inflection down in the US dollar, which has been incredibly strong over the year to date, but we think is close, if not at a peak, around about now. Any weakness in the US dollar will obviously be perversely good for gold priced in dollars. So we still expect gold to remain a good long-term store of value. We still expect it to be a very good long-term diversifying asset in a balanced portfolio. So for those reasons, we remain positive on gold today, even after the performance against the dollar. So there you have it, our four questions from clients and our four answers on growth, inflation, our view on stocks and our view on gold. Please like, share and subscribe this podcast. And for more content by BNP Paribas Wealth, please search either on your podcast provider or indeed on the internet for BNP Paribas Wealth. Thank you and goodbye.